Welcome to the Luton Town International Podcast. My name is Mr. Gavin Daly, the new Mr. Positivity, the new Mr. PR himself. And joining me today is the former Mr. Positivity, the former Mr. PR, Nick Perry. How are you doing, Nick? Yeah, I'm okay. Again, I'm recording late on a Friday evening because Alex says recording Friday evening and he's not bloody turned up yet again. Yeah, there was supposed to be three of us. Alex has uh, uh, once again no called, no showed, I think is what we call it over here uh i don't know what you guys call it over there it's uh, in like i know you, i know what you call it you call it yeah. taking the piss <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think but, uh, it's gonna be a friday night just turn up if you're gonna make me do it on a friday night not happening again <laughs> he did send us the run list i'm sure you got it and i'm sure you didn't pay much attention to it but uh, yeah pretty much i would like to point out over i think about nine years ago we did one of these and it started with basically sort of you know recording we have there we're on our way back that was when we went up for the conference. We're now a game away from the Premier League. A game away from the Premier League. Holy fuck. Doesn't mean we're going to get there, but it's, no. that's the progress. That's the, that's the progress that we've had. Like, it, it, this has been one hell of a ride, Nick. Like, I, I, I don't know anyone... I can't look at this story and go, holy shit. And the thing is, I mean, you look at as well, it's, it's pale final. There's two t- there's two teams who are both in League Two five years ago. So you've got all the Premier League millions. I mean, you've got Newcastle, Sunderland all booking their sub- t- uh, Newcastle, not Newcastle, Sunderland, Middlesbrough all booking their tickets, thinking after the first leg, we're there, being overconfident. And then it's the two teams that are thinking, oh, no. And then they go on. Yeah, they won't just sell 10,000 tickets. Losing them, they only sell 10,000. We sold 28,000 tickets in a day so far. And the amount of people that are complaining that they can't get tickets means that we probably could sell a hell of a lot more. We could do. I mean, I'm not quite sure on a lot of those because I said, okay, season ticket holders get it there. But in the day, if you're going, if you're going a few games, you could know a season ticket holder. You can probably get a ticket. We're going to start, Nick, with the uh, Sunderland games. We're going to start with game one, first off. Uh, I know what your takeaway from the game was, because you we WhatsApped, and uh, you pretty much thought it was done and dusted. Yeah, I think it was basically, it was, um, okay, there were a few beer things. It was it was basically our playoff record and everything else, the fact to think that our score... The fact we didn't win away games. I mean, I think the first half was okay. We're sort of on top. Second half, I think they had the measure of our midfield. They overran us. Our midfielder all got booked. So it was, um, they couldn't put the challenge in. They took full advantage and they could have been more than 2-1 up. And I think after that one, I think the amount of times in playoffs, you lose the first leg. We can't get back into it. And I was thinking, I don't know, there's some, there was some gnawing feeling saying it's no. So of that same token, I'm going to I thought, okay, that's done and dusted. So, I like to put out that same token. In the final, we've got absolutely no chance. 
I I agree with you. I think we could have we could have easily been three one down or, or more. Um, going into the second leg, and I I I think I said to you guys on WhatsApp, it's absolutely imperative we don't in a third goal. Despite what Sheffield Wednesday did last night, you you would not expect it to happen all the time. Teams coming from four goals down or three goals down or, or, or whatever. I think if, if Sunderland, had, Sunderland had got another goal in the first leg, I think it would have made it a hell of a lot harder for us um, in in leg two. Uh, but I was the one that said, I feel very confident about this. We're not out of this game. We have every chance. And I just want to quote you here. We need to score three at home. We won't. They will score. We didn't okay. score three, Nick. We got two. I was, half, score. I was half right. <laughs> I have to say, like, I I felt in the first game we played really really well in the first half. I I, I felt like we we were definitely the better team, and then they scored fantastic goal from Diallo. Yeah, but they scored, which, uh, and I think that just took a lot of momentum away from us going into the second half. I, I, th- I think the, the big issue is we had three midfielders booked, so midfielders on books they could put in a, a, a challenge because you can't have to go down to ten men. You can see another goal. You don't have them in the second half, the second game. What did you think of uh, Alex has put down here? Sunderland's tactics. I can only assume by that he means that they were crowding the midfield because I felt that way in the first half when I was watching it. I felt like they were crowding the midfield. But realistically, that was down to the fact that they had no defenders, no fit, no fit recognised defenders. Yeah. So crowding the midfield, I think they, they basically put in players and, people, and some Sunderland fans are saying, oh, we're down to bare bones. They had a player who's a 35 million quid player on loan. Thanks. Yeah. It's not, it's not exactly... Uh, bare bones like it's it, it like he i want to talk about him a little bit because it's it's obvious he's got some talent there and but the, the second part, game I know, I, know, I know the butt's coming here i know exactly what the butt's gonna be but, but, but the second the second game i think he just he showed everything that's bad about him the first game was everything that was good like the free kick was amazing. He yeah. caused us problems. You know, first game was everything was good. Second game was just everything that was bad about. And I, I, the reason why, when you, because if you looked at game one, you'd kind of go, shit, why isn't he playing in the Premier League? And I'm not saying playing for Manchester United, but you look at players going out unknown to other Premier League teams, why isn't he at that level? The second leg, which we're going to get on to now, um, showed exactly why he's not in the Premier League as of as of right now. Can I just point out on that though? He, he cost them 35 million quid and they loaned him out to the championship. That's a level we could be up against. Us or Coventry will be up against. Players who can spend that much money on a player and just think, oh, okay, we'll just load him out, make sure he's ready. 35 million quid. But realistically, that could also benefit us though. If if like if they're thinking, oh, we're going to land them out to the champion to the championship, and then ourselves or Coventry are like actually will take him and he gets to play in the Premier League week in, week out, apart from the week that we actually play you. I think most Premier League teams would take that just to see how they do. Yeah. What I was amused by about is the fact that some of the fans were saying, oh, we're, we're cheating, oh, we're kicking him up in the air. And thinking, okay, you've got a player who's going over, you know, going over every single twig going. 
And if crowd caused that quite quickly as well. And the referee wasn't fooled by it. So firstly, he got booked. Second leg, the crowd were not going to let him get away with it. I think the crowd's important there as well. Yeah, and I think the uh, like it's talked about a lot, but the fact that the crowd are so close, and I know there was an incident which we don't condone in any way, shape, or form, but the crowd are so close that it, 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 it is... Kenilworth Rose intimidating. Yeah, I mean, I think... You get a linesman as well. I mean, I've had many times we've got linesmen about a foot away. Secondly, he's wrong decision. Everybody's onto him. And they can hear it as well. They can hear every single voice because you're that close. And it's so people sort of, you know, you get some people turning their nose up at the stadium saying, oh, that's not a Premier League ground. I'm thinking, no, why? It's a football ground. There's players. There's 11 players from each side. What's the issue? Just because we don't make it comfortable, nice, you're not supposed to enjoy it. So the second game, Nick, uh, we're going to run through this pretty quickly. The second game, uh, second leg, Kenilworth Road, scored early, which I felt we needed to do, Gabriel, Gabriel Osho, and then Lockyer before halftime as well. But the, the one the one constant thing was both in corners, Nick, and Alex has put that down there, corners, and I've literally put beside it just to remind myself, when playing against a team who lack height in defence, which Sunderland did because of the injuries they had, why wouldn't you whip the ball in every chance you get, especially when you have strikers like Carlton Morrison and, and Elijah up there? Carlton Morrison? Carlton Morris, sorry. I was about to say, you confuse me with the next Palace striker. <laughs> Irish, it's the Irish roots. <laughs> yeah, excuses, excuses, excuses. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's some, some I think I think some of the more salty comments were oh they bullied us long balls. Thinking, of course you'd fucking do it, because at the end of the day, you've got you've got you've got a game's win. It's a crucial game. You've got an advantage, like you can actually outpower them. Of course you would do. You're not going to say, I'll tell you what, we'll, pl- we'll put it down and let you try and play through this. It's not going to happen. Um, I mean, the yeah, first one was from a corner, uh, second phase-ish. The second one was sort of, you know, as a corner then came back in and crossed back in as well. But I would say Gabe Osho. Gabe Osho, he's becoming an absolute losing legend. For a player at the start of the season, I'm thinking, what is he even doing in the team? He scores in scum. He scores in the playoff semis. He just seems to have that knack for being a big game player. And Tom Nokia I think he's a striker now. <laughs> we are going to get to Osho in a second, but I just want to finish up this, the, my, my thoughts on on the fact that both our goals came from corners. Um, to me, it's not only about height. Yeah, height plays a factor in it. But you've got to have your timing right when you're getting when you're going in for the header or when you're getting up for the header. You've got to be aggressive. You've got to want that ball. And whether you're five foot nine, six foot, six foot one, whatever, if you don't have them things, you're gonna lose. Uh, I think like a perfect example is if you're looking at the Premier League this season, I think the biggest story at the beginning of the season was uh Lisandro Martinez for Manchester United. And no one thought he could play in the Premier League because of his height. And he's proved every single pundit wrong because he's aggressive. He his timing is immaculate when in the in the air for winning balls. He's he doesn't give you a second, you know. And and Sunderland can sit there and go, oh, like Tony Mowbray's comments afterwards of the uh, we, we we I would never want my team to play like that. That that's that's fair and good, but that's we not, have it's, it, it's just that's, that, that's his opinion. Yeah. That's his opinion, but at the end of the day, you were outplayed. Like, it, it's not it's not a case of um, 
the, the the worst team won and we snatched two goals and and then just defended for our lives. We didn't. Yeah, we def- defended quite deep in the second half because we had to, especially coming near the end because some of them were, were trying to put as many bodies forward as, forward as possible. But we had we, we could have easily won that game, Nick, four 0 five 0 Yeah, I mean, Carlton Morris had a couple of kids off the line. It was. Um... I think on chances, I mean, the closest they came was basically Elijah Adebayo's basically sort of um, almost own goal. There's a good save from Horvath for it as well. It's, um, and they're saying it should be a penalty VAR. I don't think VAR gives us a penalty, though. It's it's ball to hand. Yeah. I, I, I don't think there's anything anything he can do about it. Um, I think it was a Murray Bell, wasn't it? I don't it think was. there's anything. You know, I don't think there was anything he could do about it. Uh, is his hand away? Like, the whole thing is... The the old thing used to be oh is his hand away from his body yeah it's his hand is away from his body but he doesn't move his hand at all and it's obvious the ball hits his hand rather than him as a as I was saying moving his hand out to make contact with the ball there was not like I was worried that it would be given but I didn't for a second think it was a penalty but let's get back to Osho's growth because Alex has put down from Bam- his growth oh. Osho's growth. 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 Okay. Come on. Growth. Growth. Open, open, okay. open the ears, Nick. Uh, okay, Alex has put... Salt to something else. I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. So. Alex has put down, from Bambi on ice to a solid central defender with attacking abilities. Uh, for me, yes, I agree. Uh, he's, he's got good attacking abilities, but... I'm nearly certain he played in midfield for us in a couple of games when he first came in, Nick, right? And his passing was never was never doubted. I think he's a good passer of the ball. But I think he was a player that had looked shaky playing centre-half and it looked like he was lacking confidence. And I'll be honest with you, um, nothing bad against Nathan Jones, but since Rob Edwards has come in, Every player in that team looks confident in their own ability, and that includes Osho. Yeah, I think Robert was coming in basically to play the right. Do not be afraid of making a mistake. I mean, Osho has made some mistakes, but it was um, previously. But it comes okay. Yeah, try it. I mean, I think case in principle was basically it was um, his first game against the Middlesbrough away. Jordan Clark, who's almost encouraged him, right? Yeah, go on, have a go, run for midfield. Shoots it and he beats about five players and scores. Yeah, I mean that that that's the main thing. Like you've got to you've got to instill confidence in your players, and 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 right now the confidence level at Luton is extremely high. Yeah, it's uh, it's high. Obviously, he's going to have the same confidence confidence in them at Coventry, and it's people saying, oh, it's going to be a shit final. Yeah, it might be, it might not be, but uh, we're in it. So if we win it, I don't care. But it was, um, for right, Coventry, they've got the, um, I think, possibly one of the best defensive records or best most amount of clean sheets. We've got probably the second or third most. It's kind of right up there. It's, um, so it's, um, so we've both got two, we've both got two good strikers, both got solid defences. It's not going to be a 4 3. Wait for 4 No. It may be 4 3 in penalties. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dude, <laughs> made me think about penalties or record of them, so. Um, next topic on, uh, I'm just going to run through Alex's thing real quick and then we'll, we, we, we can discuss our own things. Uh, Lockyer, his skills. Um, my whole thing about Lockyer is I don't think you're going to outwork him. 
I think he's grown since we've given him the armband. And it baffles me that he wasn't in the Wales starting 11 in the World Cup. Absolutely baffles me. I think I, I don't even know if he came on as a sub. I can't remember. No, he, he, he didn't. No, didn't play a single. He didn't minute. play. He didn't play a single minute, right? No. Hell, did it like absolutely like? It's not like Wales are great defensively. I think they did. They ship five or six against you. Um, no, it wasn't. No, it was um. I can't remember how many? No, it wasn't five or six. I think it was a couple, but I can't remember. We beat them, but I can't remember what it was. So. But he, he should have been he should have been in that defense. Like it, it absolutely it absolutely baffles me that he's not. And it's 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 another player talking about confidence. And I read an article midweek where Rob Edwards said that uh, speaking to Lockyer after he came back from the World Cup, he turned around and told Lockyer, "You're going to be extremely important to me and this team." And I, again, that just builds confidence in your players because they know they did they know that you want them there. They know that they're going to play. An important part because I think you were saying on one of the po- earlier podcasts this 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 season he wasn't a regular at the beginning of the, the beginning of this this season. And no, the beginning no, of the it, it's looking to go on loan to get some first team football, and it was um that didn't obviously that didn't happen. And he's came back in, he's been absolutely well, he's played the season, so that's it all. Yeah, yeah, and the, I think the only Luton Town representative in the EFL team of the year. Yeah, yeah, uh. <laughs> Nakamba, weak match one, below average match two, out of form, should he start in the final? My response is, is this a joke? Who said yeah, that? He mi- and, uh, uh, Alex, Alex obviously did the run list and then didn't show up <laughs> to defend himself. But I actually want to know, is, is he joking? I think he might be trolling. Uh, I think he misplaced a few passes and obviously got the booking in the first leg. Um but for me, the most important part of him over the two legs was when we were under the cosh, when when we were defending for our lives in those last couple in, the, in those last maybe 10, 15 minutes of the second leg, when we were literally just hoofing the ball forward to try to get some relief from Sunderland's pressure, it wasn't Morris and it wasn't Elijah who was closing down the the center half for Sunderland on the ball. It was Nakamba, like two or three times it happened, and I noticed it. I was like, what the hell is he doing that far forward? But he was closing, he wasn't giving them time on the ball. You no, know, I, and I, I, he, I, he was I, stopping I them. That, yeah, I mean, that, that first leg, I'm in time, we had in time midfield books. You can't go in with challenges. I think that hints us, and I think that was a sudden game plan as well. Try and get them books, put them under, so, you know, don't allow them to press you. It's, um, but no, second second leg didn't put foot, didn't put foot wrong. And of course, I had to have my have I I had to have my own little trolling uh, job here. So I just put should absolutely play in the final. What's their other option? Alan, I give stupid free kicks away every ten seconds. Campbell, I would just like to point out I do like Alan Campbell. I like him as a player. I really do. But I'm I'm trolling. He does <laughs> give away a lot of free kicks. He does, but I mean, I think he gets he gets involved. I think Alan Campbell, you've got absolutely no issues if he has to start. I don't, he won't start, I don't think. But um, no. I would almost thought half time, as it were, or so well between the two legs. I almost thought, yeah, you start from there because the intensity. That was actually one of the other questions that I explained here. Campbell or Clark starting the final? I think we're in both in agreement, Nick. That it's it's Jordan Clark starting the yeah. final, right? Clark Clark Pelly and Marvelous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't see any any way 
any way you change that for the starting of the game as the game goes on depending on where you're at that that may or most likely will change but i think to start you're, you're looking at campbell and are you looking at clark instead of campbell for definite uh yeah. i mean tickets. i think I've, I've seen a lot of stuff about sort of actually the wembley pitch go or the large Wembley pitch losing the struggle the wembley pitch isn't that large it's a standard size or something isn't it yeah yeah it's not as this huge pitch that everyone seems to think it is it's not it's it's smaller than something pitch you played on the season and won on the season. Yeah, I I I don't think the pitch has anything to do with it. I think it's the aura of the stadium. Like for a lot, uh, you can probably speak to this better than than me. But for from what I can gather from a lot of English players growing up, the dream was to play at Wembley. It is, but I'll say Wembley is actually a bit of a shit game. <laughs> stadium. It's a, yeah, fine. It looks nice, but it's like everything else. Everyone's so spread out around. So we're gonna have tickets. You're not gonna have the same atmosphere, and obviously you've got the same there. The views from some of the places you may as well have binoculars or be in a helicopter, and it's a shit part of London as well. So there you have it from Nick. London is shit. Not worth a visit. If you have ticket, <laughs> yeah. if you have tickets, if you have tickets, send them our way. It's not worth going. <laughs> No, so it's a shit part of London. London's well worth a visit. Wembley is a shit part of London, though. I do want to talk to you about the tick, the the tickets. Uh, six six tickets per season ticket holder. I want to say it was Nick. Yeah. What was your take? What was your take on that? Well, I got one, so I don't really care. But it was. Um, <laughs> but um, as, there's a lot of people moaning, but I think it right. Surely, most people, if you're going to go, you might know a season ticket holder who can get six tickets. So have a word with the season ticket holder you know. If you've not been for three years, then you say, oh, I've, I've been in all these games. Have you really? It's it's who you know, basically, isn't it? You get it there. So I think you'll probably still be able to get a ticket if you're really that determined. If you put as much effort into moaning message boards as you do with some speaking season ticket holders, you get a hold of one. I think my whole thing behind it was um, with the six to the season ticket holders, I didn't have a problem with it. To me, season ticket holders are people who are going week in, week out, and the six tickets gives them a, gives them a chance to share it with family and friends. And we talk about Luton being a being a family club, you know. And to me, to me, it was fine. Why? Where I do have a problem, and why I do have a problem with, is the tickets that have shown up online. And I don't think they're from Luton Town fans. I would hope they're not. The resellers selling them online. If that is Luton Town fans, I would be extremely disappointed in them, and I think the club should take uh, extreme measures measures to either remove their tickets completely from them and give them to someone else who's actually going to go, and maybe even ban them from future games if it's found to be Luton Town fans. If it is Luton Town fans, I think as a rule though, it's um, it's I don't know, it's it's not an official rule, but basically Luton fans do not, do not reply the Luton fans on. You won't get too many Luton fans saying, I'll buy six, so I can put them on resale at 400 quid. Most of our fans are not like that. I've had it bef- I've seen it before. It's, um, and I think the club said, OK, well, nobody's actually got their tickets delivered yet. They're obviously emails and everything. It'll take a while. Nobody's got the tickets delivered yet. So these are people basically scam websites. Then people are jumping on and saying, oh, people are profiteering. Well, people may be profiteering, but they're actually not Luton fans, they're not people with tickets. You will not get a ticket for this price. 
you would hope they're not Luton fans, and I agree with you. I, I, I'm ninety nine point nine nine percent sure they're not. But I, I would really, really hope that there's not that one percent or whatever is out there. If, if it's that one percent out, if it's that one percent out there, it's basically those tickets can be traced back to whoever, whoever sort of you know put them on there, and they'd be exactly. saying, "Well, hang on a second. So, but again, yeah, some season ticket holders might get might get tickets for friends, family who haven't been before, or um, anything else. Mm-hmm. It's no problem with not, that. It's not going to be that many. It's um, yeah. they go through. They've got it there, and I think it was basically the, the idea was okay. We've got this many season ticket holders, ten thousand season ticket holders. Not everyone has six tickets, but it means people can get it, get their friends, other season ticket holders all together. Easier. That's fine. And it's um, people. I don't think people are doing this to profiteer. I think other than that, it's just scammers. Speaking of uh, money. Possible income for Premier League playoff final, even if losing. So I think there was Swiss Ramble, who was a great Twitter account for all that financial stuff, uh, put it at about 7.8 million, I think it was. I think it's there's 7.8 million a season, I think it is. I think it's 20 million over the course of like three years or something. Oh, like okay. That. I think I kind of saw that. There's a 7.8 million, but that includes obviously all the TV money you get for being in Premier- yeah. the Championship in the first place. So yeah. So it's um it's a bit misleading. It's uh, it's not like you get ten point eight million. Just You're not getting million. that extra. No. Yeah. No, you're getting about six million for a start of that. So maybe it's one point eight million on top of that. So even if we lose, Nick, what what do you like? The extra money that's coming in, obviously the the easiest answer would be to put it into the club so that you know the shareholders haven't aren't having to put as much money in. Uh, but realistically, would you like to see some of that used towards power court and get 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 diggers in the ground because that's pretty much the last point, right? We're just waiting for, for shovels to go on ground now. I think, you, I mean, I think we lost, was it 6 million last season, which was surprisingly 6 million. That's considered success in the championship. It shows you what nuts league it is. I think it's the same, right? The extra 1.8 million, it doesn't make too much of a difference. It was, um, I think you've got to plan it in. You've got to have your infrastructure in that one. I mean, I think there's a new director of whatever it is, operations, who's coming from Forest Green. So we're all the vegan burgers, but it was, um, I'm joking. We will not be looking forward to the vegan burgers. <laughs> Why not? You need to be on the vegan burgers with your help, buddy. <laughs> really? What's wrong with a nice bit of beef? <laughs> Last thing that Alex had down here, final preparations. How do you prepare for the final? Okay. Um, well, there's positions. I mean, I think Tuesday night I wore a top I've hardly worn since basically went up from League Two, the um, League One, sorry. If you um, if you remember, it was the one with the the um, the Northern Power one with the sort of, you know, the purple and black stripes. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. So I remember wearing that that night when we weren't playing. And I was in Portsmouth, and um, obviously Portsmouth lost, and we went up, and I took and tweeted a photo of that as a bottle of champagne. And it suddenly came to me, actually, before the game, is that a lucky shirt? I'm going to risk it. I'm going to put it on. I don't care. I won't went through, so I'm going to have to be wearing that Wembley. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, for me, my preparation is, I always say I'm not superstitious, but... The second leg against Sunderland, uh, the the father-in-law was watching Westerns. He likes his Westerns. Uh, so I was relegated. Not relegated. I'm sure he would have let me watch the game if I, had a, if I had a set it. But I'm like, no, he enjoys his Westerns. And he's getting on an age and let him enjoy his life. 
So I was relegated, as I should say, to uh, the the kids' room to watch it. Uh, so I shall be watching the final in the kids' room, even <laughs> if your TV, even if your TV is available. Uh, I did have a few drinks for the second leg. Um, I've been mixing up my drinks a bit lately, uh, trying different things. I shall be staying with the same drink that I had for the semi-final second leg, which was a hard cider. Um, and I shall be wearing my, uh, I think it's, it's from a couple of years ago. I don't know what season exactly, I can't remember. But it's the white uh, star platform uh, away jersey, I want to say yeah. it was. That was, the, that, uh, one, I, that was the 2021 season, yeah. Yeah, so I shall be wearing that. Uh, that will be how I prepare. Um, how Luton prepare. To me, you've got it. It's easier said than done, Nick, but you've got to try to treat it like every other game, right? Yeah, it's basically says to players, right, don't be overawed by the occasion. Go out, play your normal game, play it pressing, and um, see what happens. It's thinking, right, you play the game, not the occasion. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think tactically, I think Rob Edwards needs to have a plan for Yuckers and Hammer, Hamer. Um, them two against Millsborough looked... Looked, they looked, they looked the only way Coventry were going to score, to me, against Millsborough, and, and obviously Hamer did score. I think we need to, I think he needs to have a tactical plan for them. Also, I think that I don't think our strikers are going to have as much success in the air as we did against Sunderland. So I don't know if playing the same way will be as effective. I would like to see as because let's face it, like Tony Mowbray talked about us having a, a direct style, and we did. But let's face it, that's because Sunderland are without any recognised defenders, and they're small. Morris and Elijah uh, Elijah Adebayo can play on that. Why wouldn't you do that? Get it up to them. Get your midfield involved. Get get the second ball. You know, it, it's a perfect game plan. I think for the final, I think there, there'll need to be a little bit more on the ground. Uh, well, I, I think playing I mean, into their feet. This whole thing about being a, a direct, it's being direct, almost saying it's basically suggesting long ball Wimbledon. I don't think that's really fair. I think yes, we can be direct and change when we need to. We can play some lovely football when we need to as well. I don't like to me, long ball and direct are two different things. Long ball, yes. to me, the way I remember long ball is hoof it and hope. Direct was Lockyer getting on the ball, let's say, on the right-hand side of the Luton Town box and pinging a pass to that left wing for Elijah and Alfie Doughty to, to win battles, you know? And and to me, that worked really, really well. It wasn't it wasn't a hit and hope because we, we, we kind of knew that Elijah and Carlton, depending on which side it was on, were going to win them battles of the year. They were going to win them all night. Yeah, no, it's it's basically it's a it's a long targeted pass. It's not a aimless hoof. That's the difference, as you say. Are we exactly. agree? Are we agree? Yeah, uh, we've agreed a couple of times in this podcast, Nick. Don't listen to it back. You I'm won't scared. like it. I'm really, really scared. So let, uh, that's all the stuff from from Alex there. But I want to get your take on the commentary game. What what do you think? What do you think Luton need to do? Win. Obviously. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, <laughs> but like, <laughs> tactically. Tactically, uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not a football manager on those. I think it's basically, it's, um, yeah, as you say, I'd say the strikers, our defence would be good at that and try and actually get the ball into our strikers, which their defence, their strikers are going to do it. I think it's going to be one in midfield. Yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be one in midfield and it wouldn't surprise me if the winning goal, wherever it comes from, could come from a midfielder. And yeah. obviously, you know what the fairy tale would be in that game for the winning goal. My fairy tale will be going in off my arse. I don't fucking care how it goes in. That means being on the pitch, but I mean, other players really sit on the pitch. To me, it'd be Sonny Bradley scoring the winning goal, coming on and somehow scoring the winning goal. Just for just, and I, I, I you're probably getting a Pelly. I'm getting Pelly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like scoring the winner to get Luton to the Premier League to. To, to then be the only player to ever have ever done it of playing from National League, Blue Square Premier, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, all the way through to the Premier League. I mean that that would be fairy tale stuff. Um, I I think a nice story as well would be Sonny Bradley scoring, you know, his, in his like, last ever nice in his story. last ever game for Luton. Yeah, it'd be a nice story. But I mean, I saw someone saying, okay, right. So if we're coasting, which is not we're not going to be coasting. Would you bring on Sonny Bradley five minutes ago just to give me the last hurrah? I'm thinking, well, no, you wouldn't. You put the bench that's going to be best suited to the task. You bring the subs best suited to the task. You don't do sentiment. That should never be done. Yeah. No, no, definitely not. Not, not. not in such a high-profile game either. What What are you worried about? Having I don't know how, how much you've watched commentary. Probably not a lot. But much, what, are no. you, yeah. what are you worried about? I'm sure you watched the Middlesbrough game. So based off that, what are you worried about? Um, I think obviously Yorkers is a um, he's a very very good striker. I think he'd be the issue, but he's not the only he's not the only threat they've got. I think what you've got is two very very evenly matched teams. We've got equal we've got equal strengths, defence, and one striker. And I think beyond that, that's about all you can say on it. So. I can't call. I'm not. I'm not going to say no. We're going to win because it's a. Uh, I'm not confident we will. I'm not confident we won't. Actually, no. Actually, sorry. There's something. Nah, we've got no chance. <laughs> Stick to what got you there. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Nick, uh, Alex did want us to make a prediction, but literally, I put down on the mind. Nope. And I no. would assume. I would assume yours is the exact same. Absolutely. We turn up. We hope for the best. We'll see what happens. It's an even game. I'm not calling it. I can't make a prediction. Not happening at all. And no matter what happens on the 27th, if you're Luton Town, you look at this and you go, "This has been as as much disappointment as it would be as it would be if we were to lose. This has been a hell of a fucking season." It has. I mean, we finished third. We beat the scum. We've kind of you know finished. God knows how many points clear of some of the others. It's a fantastic season, whatever happens. It could get even better. If it doesn't, then, well, there's always next season. So carry on. But this team has gone from seeing playoff six to playoff thirds. Everyone playoff six said we'd do Barnsley. We didn't. We, fin- we actually finished higher. And it's been it's been a fantastic season. I think it's, you know, especially changing managers because you think, right, Nathan Jones left. A lot of people thought, OK, God, no, what happens next? OK, uh, Rob Edwards comes in. And he's actually he's actually improved us, and there's no reason to suspect he won't improve us again. We've got the infrastructure there. We've got the plan. Well, the infrastructure apart from the ground, we've got the plan. We are a club on the up. 
and it's absolutely fantastic to see whatever happens. I want your honest opinion here. What was your thoughts when Rob Edwards came in, given his ties with a certain other club? Um, I wasn't. I thought, okay, ex Watford manager, but I thought, I think he he nailed it himself. He said it was hardly there long enough to be a club legend. It was 11 games. I thought, okay, let's give him a chance. I didn't hold his scum pass against him because it's 11 games. Yeah. I mean, that that was my thinking. I, th- I, I can't remember if it was you or not. I'm not even certain. It sounds like something you would say. But I remember in, in the group chat someone saying, if we were to rule ourselves out from everyone who's ever played for or managed scum, then we'd be down to a very, very short list. Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> and especially given the last couple of years with, with that club and what exactly has gone on, you know... And, managers alone you'd be you'd be ruling yourself out of some realistically let's face it some really good managers like i don't think slevin Bilic is a bad manager but at the end of the day he was never going to get time at at watford to do what he needed to do and chris wyler's just proved yet again that he's not getting time either and they well, although I, I think... he although he was only put in until the end of the season i get that uh and now there's some new guy He'll probably yeah. be gone before the season even begins. He might make it to October. Do you think so? That's about the standard. So he'll go to October. Nathan James will come in October, be gone by February, and then they'll have someone else in. Did you just say Nathan Jones at Watford? Yes, I did. <laughs> Let, I, I want to talk about that because that was something that I think... I don't know if he was at a game or he, he's... He was at a game, no, yeah. Think, yeah. He was at a game, okay. So, and I remember talking to you about this. Like, realistically, if I'm being honest with myself, I know Rob Edwards did it going from Watford to Luton, but the circumstances are completely different. Can you, could you see Nathan Jones doing that? Um, It depends. I mean, I think personally he ends up at Cardiff this summer. So. And, I mean, Welsh, Welsh kid you know, would have no problem with that. But getting to the question, like, if Watford came in from, and he wasn't with a club, could you see him joining Watford? Yeah, if they pay him enough, because I think he's got an ego there. I mean, Nathan Jones, I don't have the issue with him, some some people do, but it was, um, but equally, he's not overly 100% loyal. He's a, he's a good manager if he's got the people behind him, and Watford would be the wrong job for him, but um, it would be quite amusing to see him come in and, and take them further down. Because their players and his star wouldn't go together. I'll be honest with you. I was pissed when he left to go to Stoke. Mm. I understood why, but I was pissed. And I think we all, like, realistically, I think we all understood why. Like, if you're offered a, a bigger a, a bigger paycheck to do a job, then you're going to take it. I was pissed when that happened just because of the way he spoke about the club. And then the first chance he got, he was gone. Or at least it seemed like the first chance he got, he was gone. Yeah. I wasn't as annoyed when he left for Southampton. Uh, I was actually, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was actually pulling for him. I was kind of hoping that he'd keep Southampton up. You know, like, I, again, because I don't blame a manager wanting to wanting to try his hand in the Premier League. He failed at both of them jobs. I think he suited to Luton in, in, the, way he, in the way he manages and obviously because of the players we had as well. And the, again, the infrastructure that's in place with scouting networks and everything else with Luton. But I think if he was to become Watford manager, Nick, I think that would be the most hurt I have been from a Nathan Jones decision. 
if he was to come, and, and he, he's he's no affiliation to us right now. He's yeah, not our manager. He's just he, a former he, manager. It's about so he, he's, he's not, it's not a manager. It's a job. And I think if he if he does go there, and we're going round realms away possibility, I think you're right. He can go there, rhythm a bit more for three months. Someone else comes in, they get relegated. Job done. Thank you very much, Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. Okay, if he gets them relegated, I'd probably be forgiven. <laughs> but it was. Um, I don't think. I think it's only just gone to stage. Being a manager at Watford, it doesn't actually take you anymore because everyone knows you're there for three months. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, this guy's probably going to get longer than three months because luckily for him, he came in at the end of the season and he has the whole summer. Although saying that, one bad uh, bad preseason friendly, <laughs> he could be gone. Well, it's, that'd, it's, be, that'd be hilarious if they fired a manager <laughs> after a preseason friendly. I would not put it past them one little bit. <laughs> But it, it seems to be it's um, okay. We're averaging a bit here, but their 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 I mean, you, you got some of the fans actually hoping we go up just to prove how bad the Irons have gone wrong. Yeah, I think I've seen that somewhere. Like, uh, I mean, at least you know they have fans that realistically are, are realistic about their club, and you know, as much as we hate them, I would I would support those fans in wanting to get their club back. Because you've seen far too many clubs go the wrong way, which yeah, but silly, they, 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 they won't bother for the years they were in the Premier League though. No, 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 they were they were delighted at that point. But you you know what I mean? Like, I, there's only there's only one team I want to see go out of existence. And we know and that we is. all and we yeah. I think we all know who that is. It's the franchise, just because they didn't deserve to be to get where they got. You we know? haven't talked about that, have we? Because I think I, did, I wasn't going to do last Friday and Alex didn't turn up. So we didn't talk about the franchise getting relegated, did we? We didn't talk about the franchise getting relegated. It was a, it was a fantastic day. Oh, and, and I think, you, I think uh, Winkleman. Do you see that Twitter video? I think I, I, I seen, I, I'm hoping it's the same video that you're talking about. The, 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 the guy is basically yelling at me as he's getting into the car. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. And you go, well, I can't put it back in the bottle. Thinking wish you could but uh you can just please die because you got fans who kind of get annoyed the exp- one of them said the experiment hasn't worked that says it all your own fan is saying the experiment hasn't worked how long do you how, how i shouldn't say how long how far do you think they would have to drop for him to just say we're done it depends how much money they, i mean i think they've been hemorrhaging money and he's basically been using it the money losing to basically sort of tax um, tax offsets against the development of the stadium um, the retail park and I think once that's done you're thinking right then it comes down to ego it's like basically Putin in a football club if they went down to non-league do you think he'd be like nah I'm done with this because let's face that, it they're not they're yeah. not filling their stadium now anywhere close to it so you can imagine what it'd be like in the fucking in, in the National League well I think the joke of it is it's um, you, you've got uh, their main life by this being people saying right Let's set a record away attendance because we can get seven, eight thousand tickets there, which no other club will let you do. And I've, I basically, I think, I think, a few years ago, I sort of, um, I made some fairly critical comment on Wolves fan. I got twelve hundred, twelve hundred replies. I thought, blimey, they're a bit sensitive, aren't they? I basically said, right. So you, you basically say better record attendance, and you actually keep that club alive. And they all got rather upset, but I think that's, um, that's true. And League Two, you're not going to get eight thousand fans there. That's no. what they rely on. Well, we did, but 
we're we're Luton Town, so <laughs> I don't know what oh, yeah. to say. You know, um. So Nick, I think I think we're ju- I think we're just about done. Actually, no. Just uh, on, that, on, on that point, actually, it was um. I think there was an article from um one of our loan players, Joe Davis. Uh, it appears mm. that's actually very good. On have you seen that? Yeah, fantastic yeah. read. If you haven't if you haven't read it, go read it. And he said basically, John still came and said, okay, this is a Premier Club in waiting. Probably, well, you thought I'd be optimistic, but it's uh, maybe not. We just happened to find ourselves in the conference. He goes, right, this is the way we do things. And um, that could be us. I'm not saying Premier League come and waiting. I think we're kind of, you know, this is about our level, naturally, this League One. But for Premier League, be fantastic. But it was, um, he says, in waiting, I think so. Then you go down to conference, you won't get a club like that again in the conference. No. I think Wrexham and Notts County were probably the closest thing to it this season, right? Southend's actually not too far off it, but... Mm. Yeah. Just, just in terms of what they'll take away and everything else, because I've got mates as a Southend fan, they've always had... And he's, he's basically... He's travelled to pretty much every game in the conference. We didn't do that in the Football League. Mm-hmm. One thing I did like about the Joe Davis article is... Um, when he was talking about John Still and the players he wanted, like he wanted players who could get in the ball and express themselves, but he wanted the players that, you know, when it was nil-nil after 20 minutes against freaking Bath, that they would stick their, stick their, stick their chest out. Because let's face it, we all remember those days, Nick, the crowd got on, their, on, on the players' back really quickly. But yeah. he wanted players who would stick their chest out and just play through it and still express themselves and still play the way they wanted to play. And obviously, we all remember um, Ronnie Henry, you know, having the conf- confrontation with the fan and what what expired from that. Uh, but when I heard that, it definitely resonated with me of why some of the players who were supposed to be too talented for non-league just weren't able to hack it with us because they they didn't have like they didn't have that they didn't have that puff out the chest and. I don't care if it's nil-nil after 20 minutes. I don't care if the fans are yelling and booing at me. I'm going to get on this ball and I'm going to express myself and I'm going to do what I what I know I can do. You know, and I think for a, a lot of it, when it came to us specifically, a lot of players, once they heard the boos, were kind of like, oh, shit, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, and that doesn't happen so much anymore. And I think, again, that goes back to the people saying John, John's still credit and John's still turned the club around. He turned around yeah. the attitude. He says, well, he says, Ronnie Henry, yep, go and have a go. Bring them back in line, and it's um, and it worked from there. Yeah, I think we've had yeah. that go through because there hasn't been too too much to send since. No, no, the, the the fans have definitely got behind the club, and I, I never I never understood why the fans would weren't behind the club. I, I think it was it was frustration more than anything yeah. of just being in being in being where we were and knowing where we could be. And I mean, I, I know you said probably a little bit optimistic of John still saying. This is a Premier League team, but I mean, realistically, it could be. Uh, and I, I, no matter what happens next Saturday, it's it's it's, it's, it's a sin to be proud of whatever happens on Saturday. No matter what happens Saturday, it, it, this this is a team to be proud of. But not only that, no matter what happens Saturday, this is the first time that I've truly believed Nick. Whether we whether it happens next Saturday or whether it's three, four, five years down the line. I truly believe that Luton Town could be a Premier League club now. For a season, but it's... Um, Still it's, a Premier League club, right? Yeah. 
And won't the Premier League just hate that? You just imagine, I think, people saying, right, you know, the amount of memes going around about sort of, right, oh, incredible to think this could be the entrance of a Premier League club, you know, or the Oak Road. And think, imagine if that actually comes through. You've got Haaland, et cetera, coming out thinking, what the fuck is this? Right. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Like, I, I truly believe that at some point now that this club can be a Premier League team. And again, whether that's next Saturday or not, I, I don't know. But I truly believe I would love for the only thing I would say is I would love for it to be at Kenilworth Road when we do go up. I would love for it to be at Kenilworth Road just because of everything you just said, the, the atmosphere and the, the intimidation factor and everything else. I, I would love for it to be at Kenilworth Road. And it'd be a nice goodbye to the stadium too to to play a season in the Premier League, you know, before we move to, to Power Court. But uh, with that said, Nick, are you going to sleep next Friday night? Um, well, a few beers. I'll sleep. I've booked an early train ticket. I'm going to rethink that and see if I can book a later one because I'm thinking otherwise. I'm starting to drink at nine o'clock. Kick us at five o'clock. That's not a good idea. So what you're telling me is you'll be awake next Friday night so we can record. I'm not fucking recording next Friday. Night. <laughs> <laughs> we only record Friday nights for Alex to fall asleep. That is it for this week's podcast. We will not be recording unless unless something drastic happens and Alex talks into it. We will not be recording another podcast before the playoff final against Coventry. Uh, we are not giving predictions. Don't ask us. We're not going to give them to you. Alex might. Wrestlers are not. Apparently we're not superstitious, but we are. And the only way we're doing another podcast before the you know next season is if we win on Saturday. I've got some ideas that I'll I'll, I'll run by you um, in in the group chat. I would like to do a couple in the off season, but yeah, I mean we're not we're not doing a podcast before the finals, and even after the finals, no matter what way it goes, I don't think either any of us will be in a state to do a podcast. So there won't be probably one directly after the playoff final either. So this is your playoff final preview. Uh, come on, you hatters! And, and we're on our way back. And we're on our way back, and let's fucking do this.